Hey fam, welcome back to another episode of Liddy's Downtime, where I talk about sharing my journey with you guys and self-development and all that stuff. So I just want to say sorry because it's been a little bit of a while since I did one, did a podcast, but I've had my reasons and I'll go over them with you guys. So it's been a pretty big week, pretty big month. A lot has happened this month. Um, where to start? So. Over the last week or so, I have been falling into a state of depression, which is all good. Like, I'm not sad, or I wasn't sad. I was just a little bit overwhelmed and confused. I wasn't sure on which steps to take and which ones are the right ones, but it's all kind of coming together. Once I recognised it, I could put things in place, like being kinder to myself in this time. You know, the the feelings were a bit sensitive. And then recognising what was going on helped me come out of it. By ticking off boxes, you know, I went to the bank and all of that stuff. And just ticked things off and it made me feel a lot lighter. Um, And then I got a job. Got accepted to work back in my old job, which is awesome. There was a lot of things, a lot of feelings towards that, to be honest. Um, When I was last there, I just, I don't think I felt as welcomed as one should when they're working, I guess. I don't know. So I was a bit nervous of going back in, but my first day was awesome. And my first week is awesome. It has been great. Got a whole new stuff and uh, absolutely lovely you know walked in there feeling welcomed and you know treated the right way when you want to walk into a job now I loved when I was in Australia I worked in a hotel and I loved my job I love working and I love the people but when I first started there there were people that had been working there for 10 years or longer um I just felt judged walking into that place and then, like, I had something to prove. I didn't have to prove anything. I didn't know know those people at the time. And I didn't have anything to prove to anybody. I know how hard I can work. But I did. I went in there and I seen the way that they treated other staff and the way that they were treating me. And I was like, right, fuck it. I'll prove it. I'll prove to you all, you know, what I can do. And then... I did, and they all loved me, but it's not the point, you know, you shouldn't walk into a place feeling judged like that, or feeling useless, it's, and and I did, and it was a shock to my system, because I had been working for the last six years, so I knew that I was good value, but um, yeah, that's just not how one should walk into a place, and then I walked into my old job in New Zealand, you know, two days ago, and it was nothing like that, there was no stress, I mean, there was a lot to be done, but there was no stress in it, and and I loved that, and I felt light, so I know we've got a lot of work ahead, but it's a good thing, it's a good part of the journey, and it's going to get me on my feet to be able to do the things that I want to do next year, I got a goal, 
I've got a list of things to tick off, which is cool. It's exciting. Um, I went to a clairvoyance with my mum a couple of weeks ago. And that was really cool. It was interesting. And she'd been wanting to do it for ages, which is why I went. And what they had to say was... Um, it was like seeing a guidance counsellor, really, or a life coach. And they gave us some direction. They talked about things that I wouldn't have known, ever known mum had gone through. Not bad things, but health health things and what she had dealt with with her mum as well and had I not gone with her I would have never known that so it did help me improve my relationship with mum and understand why she withholds from me and that's okay now we know well now I know what's going on and we can work on it together which was really cool and then I've got a few few things to tackle next year on my list and find out who I am and where I fit into my family. Not just mum's side, but my dad's side as well. Or my donor's side. Yep. But that's cool. It's kind of exciting. I was really nervous to do that and look into his side of the family Um I got quite upset about it because it's something I've been blocking out for many of years. Um, just because there's a lot of rejection I, I felt could be in play if I did seek it out. But now it's like, well, if I don't do it, well, how will I ever know? So that's something I am excited about. Nervous, but excited. And it took a lot for me to get there. Um, yeah. What else have I been thinking about that's been on my mind? So, I'm not even going to lie. Suicide has been a big thing lately. I've watched a few talks on it, and Maui's Hook came on, and it opened up my eyes big time um it's a topic really close at heart because losing family members and somebody extremely close to me to this I have been working on how to help people come out of their depression I guess in this state of mind because I wish it upon nobody to go through that experience. It's probably one of the hardest things I ever had to experience in my life. Losing my best friend to this um, was a hard grief to get over. Well, not get over, but to accept. And it's been 10 years now or a little bit longer. And I've come to a point where I can let her go. Um, that's hard to say if you know me because I've kept it blocked out. I put up a wall, I guess, where it concerned her and now I've taken that wall down to be able to love and accept this. So I've transitioned to her 
you know, transitioned her passing from grief to now memories. You know, she she will always hold a place in my heart. Don't get me wrong there. And it's I'm not afraid to say that, you know, she is a memory now and a memory that I cherish, not just a, a ghost that follows me everywhere. And like I said, if you know me, this this is something big for me and I do want to talk about it because I want to help people understand a little bit about grief as well as suicide. So, well, um, for me, it took... Yeah, it took the 10 years to get to this point and it's actually a beautiful thing, you know. It's not sad, like I'm not sad when I talk about her anymore, whereas I used to be, I couldn't even mention her name or listen to certain songs and that's what grief does to you. Um, and experiencing suicidal thoughts myself, you know, I can say that I've been there and in that place and then watching her family grieve it felt like that was my family grieving it felt like that was me in the coffin and I know for my mum as well that felt like it was me and she was saying goodbye to her own daughter so when people say that suicide is a selfish thing um, it is to the ones left behind but it's not to those who are in the mind state of doing that. You know, when you've made up your mind, you've made up your mind. But at what point does that become an option, you know? And I guess knowing these things and knowing the factors and seeing the signs is a way for us to help, um, you know, prevent this from happening, I guess. And what I wanted to say about her passing and me accepting it now is um, that I found something beautiful in it. You know, my auntie asked me, well, it's amazing that you've gotten to this point, you know, where you can wish she's no longer just a ghost. But what benefits came from this? And it's not... It's not a ridiculous question. It may sound like one, but it's really not because there was something beautiful that came out of it. And for me, I had to think on it and then I realised, well, actually, she gave me a chance to live. You know, had she had not passed, it would, probably would have been me in that coffin. And then she, yeah, she gave me a chance to live my life, really. It opened up my eyes and... After, like I have, sometimes I have suicidal thoughts, I'm not going to lie, but after her passing, I don't think I would ever act on it, or I have never wanted to act on it, on those thoughts. And for, through her passing, she gave me um, a new best friend, you know, somebody to fill in a hole in my heart where she was, where she belonged. And she gave me someone... Into in these in this event, somebody came through and they reached out to me and 
this person has now become, you know, one of the biggest influences in my life. She's part of my heart. And that is a beautiful thing that came from such a horrendous experience. So I thank her for that. So, I mean, it is a it is a tough topic. It is a heavy one, but what came out of it was something beautiful. So, I mean, I'm not, obviously not condoning suicidal or any kind of death, but I am saying you can find a light at the end of the tunnel, I guess. Um, working on our factors. So I'm just going to go back into our factors. So, you know, stressing about bills and shame and living up to people's expectations, expectations of ones that have passed, Um, not knowing our culture and where we fit into our own country, being colonised by Pākehā actually does have an effect on our people and part of the reason why we struggle. Um, So what I want to do is give people tools. You know, it's not just about talking. Like, it is a massive thing to be able to talk about it and it does put an big impact on such a, you know, such a big topic. But there's a lot of things that play in it as well to be able to prevent this from happening. So showing people that you understand or even just showing them that you're listening, that you can see them. You know, going through suicide, you're alone. You feel alone and no one in the entire world will ever understand you. But if you can listen, then you've already made an impact on that person. Going back into ways of our old culture, you know, of being Māori and putting in place our values. So what you can do in the marae or in the whare, you know, if you can't do it in there, then don't do it out. Yeah, so if you can't do it in in your marae, then don't do it outside the marae, you know. If you can't curse or if you can't say certain things on the marae, then don't say them outside of it, you know. Those kind of values that our people hold putting in place for our tamariki will make a big difference on them. Going back and learning your culture and where you come from will make a difference on you. You know, it might open some doors for you, might open your eyes and fill in some holes that have been missing for generations. Um, For Pākehā, you know, for people who live in a white society, learning about family and learning about our values I feel will help our people come together I know many of Pākehā who have don't understand the meaning of family the way that Māori do you know Māori we live for our family and sometimes that is a curse and a blessing whereas Pākehā you live for you and that's not a bad thing like that you see a lot more people thriving a lot more Pākehā thriving because they're living for them. So if we can teach each other, 
then we can pull each other each other out of this dark place. Anyway, that is my thoughts on it. Um, I'm going to leave this here because I've been going on for about 16 minutes now. And I don't want to talk about dark things forever. But yeah, I think it would be a big change for our people if we can come together between Pākehā and Māori in New Zealand and teach each other our own values and that way we can all thrive together, you know, we can lift this country out and upwards and it will make a huge change, you know, if we can all, I see people online, you know, doing lives and talking and stuff and they're talking about this and it's already already making a change you know reaching out to people that they've never met before and letting them share their story has already made a huge difference on many levels like it's beautiful so yeah that's where I'm gonna leave this I'm gonna leave it and making a change Uh, if you have any questions please message me Email me, chuck it on my Facebook page, Liddy's Downtime, whatever you do. I am here and I'm happy to listen. So, yeah, thanks fam, much love, have a blessed week and I'll see you next week or soon. Okay, bye.